Hey y'all, it's Jessica DeLindy Dykeman with The Courageous and Kind Project. We're featuring stories of women who are living out their God-given purpose through big and small moments of courage and kindness. At Courageous and Kind, we want to create a community of women who are courageous to overcome their fears and who are kind to one another and to themselves. We want to hear and share your story. Help us share God's love by sharing your courageous and kind story. I am thrilled to introduce to you this week's courageous and kind story, Casey Woolbrink. She is a friend of mine. She's a Southern California girl, born in San Jose, went to UC Davis, studied winemaking. She now is a craft brewer in San Diego. She is the coolest surfer, triathlete, community volunteer, field hockey coach that I know. One of the things that I love best about Casey is that she cares about the people in her life. She is super, super fun to be around and always makes the best of every situation. In her interview, she talks about seeking the Lord to find out who she is in Him. And that's something we all can learn from. So I pray that you are encouraged, that you laugh, that you enjoy our interview together as we talk to Casey. What season of life are you in right now? Good question. I've, I feel like I've been trying to figure it out for the better part of you know the beginning of the year. And I mean, I would... Being candid, I would love to be in the season of life where I'm, you know, falling in love with some nice young man. But the more I've really kind of been just spending time with God, I've, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm in the season of life where I'm supposed to be falling in love with myself and, and really um, just coming to know God on, on such a personal level. I think mm-hmm. like I've, you know, been gajillion of Bible studies and everything and intellectually kind of just more studying the Bible. And I love that aspect and just clinging onto the word in that way. But, um, yeah, just going through this beginning of the year and really like at the beginning of the year, I, I have this, um, this planner that is called commit 30. And so every 30 days it asks you to set a goal and, kind of track how that's going and and my overarching goal for the year was to love myself the way God loves me so just kind of trying to really hone in on that and and figure out what how how that's all playing out it's it's definitely harder than I thought it was going to be I mean Mm -hmm. um with the ups and downs of every day but it's Yeah. yeah it's been kind of where I see my season of life right now is truly loving myself for, you know, who God created me to be. Yeah. Well, a couple things, as I hear you say that, a couple things that really stick out to me is um, that you're working on loving yourself the way God does. And so for, you know, for our listeners and someone listening to this saying like, oh, I can totally relate. Like I'm having a hard time finding the beauty in myself, finding my worth. Um, what have you learned throughout this year that you could share with that woman um, on the other end that is like, hey, I'm raising my hand. I can totally relate. You know, what's helped you through all of that? Yeah. um, So, I mean, going a little bit more into my past, I've I've struggled with an eating disorder for most of my life, probably since I was 
12, I think, um, and I'm now 28, so that is, is the better part of my life, and um, it's definitely getting easier, and my faith has been the cornerstone of that recovery, mm-hmm. um, but truly understanding how to set boundaries with friends, family, boundaries for myself um, has really kind of shaped, um, like is the foundational step for me personally, like Uh understanding that I can't overcommit myself even to good things, like even to Bible studies and serving in different ministries, like they're all good things. And, but at the same time, too much of a good thing can, can be harmful in a way. And Mm -hmm. and for me, I know, like, I, I want to help and I want to fill a need sometimes, but um, actually this weekend at the women's retreat that, uh, went to with Daybreak, we talked about like how being needed isn't being loved, necessarily being loved. Like, oh, wow. yeah. and to me, that was like a huge light bulb, like, whoa, yeah, I, there's certain times where I commit to so many different things and then I'm neglecting myself and the things that I truly need. And, um, and then it, you know, even though they are good things, it sometimes pulls me away from God because I'm not spending intentional time in the word. I'm, you know, helping with this or that at church, but I'm not like really giving myself just time to sit and be with God. So, um, I would say that, yeah, that has been probably, I don't know, the starting point for me and kind of figuring out how to one, know God, and then know Mm -hmm. how God sees me then. Yeah. Well, and I love that, too, that um, to be able to take some time to realize that when God looks at us, He doesn't see shame or disappointment Mm -hmm. or um, disgust or anything like that. Like, He sees this fearfully and wonderfully made creature, Um, really His daughter, and that he made and looked at and said, you are good. You are very good. And I think once we are able to recognize that God sees us that way, that it really starts to change the way we think and feel about ourselves. That that yeah. just by being human and being um, you know, created in God's image, that gives us worth and value. And I feel like as women... We um, can't not hear that enough and that we need to continue to hear God loves you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are um, created with all of these talents and these gifts and um, that you are loved. And so I love, I love that to take some time um, to do that. Is there, so in this um, process, is there any like, do you have like a specific verse or, you know, a, a book in the Bible or a chapter or just a story that has really, like, that you've been holding on to or have been able to go back to or even for anybody listening can say, hey, check out this. This has really helped me. Um, so, actually, there's a verse that I have on my phone, um, and it's Philippians 3, 13, 14. It says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. So just kind of like 
it's going to be a process. Like you're going to go through the ups and downs and there's going to be struggle along the way. And there's going to be a lot of good along the way, but like you're constantly just looking heavenward and straining towards Mm -hmm. that end goal of eternity with Christ. And, um, I don't know, even though it's not, probably not the most, like, lovey-dovey comforting yeah. of, of verses to yeah, me, great, it just, though. like, stood out as, like, very impactful. Like, all right, this, it's going to be, you know, life is is hard and and great, um, but the, the end goal is, you know, just perfect yeah. of, you know, getting to be in eternity with, with Christ. So, I don't know, I, that is one of the verses that's really... I don't know, I've been kind of clinging on to for mm-hmm. a couple months now. I love that. I I love that for a number of reasons. One, um, I mean, not to be too cliche, but life, it, and especially as an athlete, you know, and a runner, I can relate to having that marathon thought process mm-hmm. that, you know, we're not in a sprint, but literally life is a marathon. Yeah. And so knowing that we may get one stretch of, you know, a good mile or so. And, and any runner that's listening can relate to this. You can run um, five days a week or seven days a week or a couple days a week, but every run is different. You can have a really yeah. good run. You can get out. You can run fast. You can run strong. A couple days later, you run the same track again, and maybe your legs are heavy or you're breathless, yeah. you know. And so, but you still have to get out to get those miles on your legs to get moving and to train and to train towards the race and towards the end goal and life is like that and i think one of the things about this endurance race right that we forget what's behind us and we press to what's ahead is that we get to the point where we're like okay maybe i've i've had a really good day and then maybe the next day i take two steps back yeah. but even taking one step forward is still progress it we're still moving forward and and Mm -hmm. I don't think we give ourselves credit in this marathon you know that we call life and getting to eternity and really that perspective of heaven is so much greater and better than we can imagine and Mm -hmm. when we start to put that in eternity that we're living for for more than who we are and what we are it really um, changes a perspective and I think helps with kind of everything else. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Definitely. That is awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I do, I love that verse because here's what's really cool about Bible verses is different verses speak to different people in different seasons. And so mm-hmm. when I think about like when I'm having a hard time or, or, you know, with my body image or whatever, I go to Psalms 139 and I read about God fearfully and wonderfully making me and never have I thought about running the race and so I love that idea that now like kind of same thing lights are going off in my head that I'm like hey this I gotta forget what 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 was and I need to push forward to what is and what is gonna be and Mm -hmm. so I just love that to be able to look that look at that from a like a self-love um Mm -hmm. perspective and I hope the girls uh, listening to this. So check it out. We said Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Yeah. Okay. Check it out, girls. You'll like it. We'll also include it, um, in the comments and things like that. So, okay. So we kind of touched about this, but, um, my next question is what are you currently working on? Um, so yeah, I think what I'm mostly currently working on is just coming to know God in a more personal way. And, um, as advised by, a 
the Women's Pastor at Daybreak by mm-hmm. Paula Webb, I was like, I just am struggling with where to go in the Bible. Like, I kind of jump around, and I, I feel like I understand who Jesus is, but I'm not, like, I'm not always feeling it. Like, it's not always on a heart level. And, like, yeah. in, my, in my mind, I, I totally get it, and I understand and everything. Um, and she was like, just just camp yourself out in the book of John. Oh for, yeah, I've for heard a, that before. A long time. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll do that. And so, I don't know, the past couple of days and I I plan to be in it for a while uh-huh. and just really understanding the personal Jesus, like who he was as a man and how he related to people and really his nature and everything. And so, um just kind of coming to know Jesus in that way is something that I'm working on yeah. right now. It's a personal way. Yeah. yeah. A very personal way. Um, speaking of John, I'm studying right now uh, with a couple girlfriends What Love Is by Kelly mm-hmm. Mintner, and it goes through First John, Second John, Third John. But we nice. spend a ton of time in the Gospel John because it was that John that wrote these books. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really cool to get back to who Jesus, you know, who Jesus is and what he cares about. Yeah. And that is once you start to dig into that you're like oh he cared about the big stuff and the important stuff and the little stuff it's it's been really neat um to see that so that's cool i love i love that and can i just real quick do a shout out to our single girls that are listening um (laughs) you talked about this early and as a newlywed and you know spending time being single and a we won't even get into Christian dating because that is great and difficult all at the same time. Totally <laughs> worth it, but great and difficult. Um, yes. But definitely for our single girls listening, I think one of the best pieces of, of advice I'd gotten as a single girl, um, a single young professional, and you're modeling it right there, is someone said, hey, this is your time to serve. This is your time. Like you said, you're doing it. Like you're finding out who God is and who you are. And so, girls, the truth is you don't need a man to figure out who you are. The only man you need is Jesus Christ to figure out what that is. Now, wanting yeah. one, not a bad thing at all, but you got to figure out who you are first. Yeah. And so, I you know, I think that's first and foremost because once we feel once we figure out and you're I mean, you're totally doing this. Once we figure out that we have places in our heart that we have God-shaped holes that only God can fill. No man is going to be able to fill that. Not even the greatest and the best and the most handsome is ever going to be able to fill those holes that only God can. And so I feel like that for our single girls, it is time to, you know, to get where you let God fill up your heart so then you have a whole heart for somebody else. And then to be able to take advantage of of being single and yeah. getting to serve and do and volunteer and all of that. And so I love um, that you are modeling that. And um, I can only yeah. imagine we've had the same advice. We've <laughs> received very similar yes. advice. <laughs> yeah, it was actually interesting because one of the so one of the questions that was in um, like our little booklet thing at the retreat this weekend with um, Daybreak was, at the, at the top, it was, who are you? And then you kind of like, all right, am I supposed to give, like, the Bible study answer? Like, yeah. I'm the daughter of you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Or, like, you know, do I go with what what kind of what people say that I am? Like, oh, oh, you're an athlete. You're a brewer. You're, you know, you're single. Like, I was thinking about all of that and, like, how 
um, ultimately, like when it boiled down to it in the, in the lesson, in the message that day, it was like, you are who he says you are and that you're forgiven and you're loved, you're cherished beyond belief. And I know that was also so profound to me because I know like I get stuck in, in that identity kind of crisis a little bit of like, all right, well, I, yes, I am single. Or sometimes you go into like what you struggle with. Like I am my eating disorder, but no, you're not, you're forgiven of of that. And there is no shame, no guilt. And with singleness or your, you know, whatever it might be, maybe you're struggling in your marriage. Like that's not who you are. You're not in a struggling, you're not your, your struggling marriage. You're still a cherished daughter of God. And like he wants you to live your life to the full. And so understanding again, still like who he sees you as is like, is so challenging because mm-hmm. the world tells you so many other things and mm-hmm. it it's like a constant, like, remind, like I have to be feeding myself like constant reminders yeah. of like, no, I am who he says I am. Like I'm forgiven. Okay. And it's as simple as that. It's not like, yeah. I'm, you know, memorizing a ton of scripture to like fill myself up all the time, but it's like using scripture when it's like when I really need it. But then Mm -hmm. also just even that simple phrase of like, I am who he says I am. And that's it. It's like, I know it's been super helpful. I love that. I I mean, and like you said, this is for all women um, listening and watching this, that the fact is your circumstances don't define you. Your family history doesn't define you. Your job, your man, your, I mean, just insert blank, blank yeah. doesn't define you. It You are defined by who God says you are. And God says that we are, I love that, chosen and cherished and forgiven and healed and I mean, it's just, when you say words like that, they bring life into your heart. They fill your heart up. They bring that life in. And it really, um, for me, I feel like it makes me want to sit a little a little taller. You know, that I'm like, yeah. hey, this is, you know, hi, I'm Jessica. And God loves me. I mean, whatever it's got to be at this yeah. point. Because otherwise, like you said, the world just, and our media and um, just everything around us is saying just the opposite. You know, you're yeah. not enough. What are you doing? Where's your purpose? All of this. But I think it takes courage to be able to say, no, I am who God says I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. And I know somebody listening to that needed to hear that. Needed absolutely to hear that they are exactly um, who God created them to be. And so that yeah. is that is incredible. Yeah, thank you, girl. So, what comes to your mind when you hear the words courageous and kind? Oh, man. I, so, I was thinking about this one, and um, I feel like courageous and brave, to me, kind of, like, are in the same camp. Uh-huh. And um, a couple years ago, my sister had tagged me in this post, and it was called We Brave Women, and you kind of, like similar to this, like shared your brave, like what Uh that was. And, um, this quote popped up in my head immediately. And it's like, it's from a movie. It's from you've got mail, which is my favorite movie. Uh And I'm not ashamed (laughs) to admit it. But in the quote, she's saying how like, 
she says, I lead a small life. It's small but valuable. And I wonder if it's because I haven't been brave or if I really like it. And when I, like, when my sister had first tagged me in that and then when I was reading your question of, like, what is courageous and kind, and it kind of brought up the same, like, emotions of, like, um, you know, am am I being brave? Am I being courageous and kind? Or am I just, like, kind of living life in my lane yeah. and just going through the motions of it. And, um, for me, I feel like there's nothing wrong with kind of going through those motions sometimes, but when we step out in faith and, you know, when, when the Holy Spirit's prompting you and you feel like, okay, this is, this is out of my comfort zone and this is going to push, you know, my boundaries a little bit in a good way. And it's going to force me to kind of dig a little deeper. Um, and you know, serving, like doing something that's kingdom minded. Mm -hmm. Um, to me, I feel like that's where, where I feel the courageous and kind, um, really playing out. So I love that. Just, you are exactly right. I mean, that is when we start to become kingdom minded and it goes back to there's so much more to life than what we can see and that we are really a part of something grand um, that it does, I think, naturally invokes this courage in us and this desire to be kind to other people and kind to ourselves and so spot on on that brave part and um and I love that quote too that's I mean that's so true and it really makes you think like because I think at one point or another or very often in our lives we're like what what am I doing what is my purpose how am I contributing you know am I am I not and so that really um yeah is really uh, really thought provoking for sure yeah so, oh, girl, that's good. Okay, so speaking of that, we talked a little bit about bravery. What has been one of your most courageous moments? All right, so my most courageous moment, I would say, was, I don't know, probably three years ago in um, in my life group, which Trav was your brother's uh-huh. in. And um, we were, as a church, the whole church was going through the Mike Foster study freeway, which was an awesome study, super introspective and like full of, um, like full of scripture and just certain ways Mm of kind of talking about how we're kind of keeping ourselves in bondage and not Mm -hmm. living in freedom the way that God really wants us to. And, um, at the beginning of that study, it caught, it like asked you, you know, what are the things kind of that are holding you back in your relationship with God? And, um, I had shared that I struggled with an eating disorder with some close friends and like my therapist at that point, that was it. Like my parents didn't know. My sister didn't even know, like very select group of people knew and going into that first session of that study, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I want to share this. I feel like I need to yeah. share this, but I don't want to share it. Uh-huh. But my, my chest is on fire. Like, <laughs> I just need to say something. And so mm-hmm. I ended up sharing with our whole group, which like half the people I knew, half of them were, hadn't ever been to our 
Bible yeah. study before, so I'm telling a bunch of strangers <laughs> of what, about what I struggle with. And that right there, while I had like talked to friends and talked to my therapist about mm-hmm. it, that was the launching point of, of inviting God into my struggle mm-hmm. and allowing him to then begin to like put the pieces back together and then like mm-hmm. maybe break a couple other pieces to then put yeah. them back together. It's It's been a process since then, but that by far just stepping out in faith right there, like, okay, I'm going to tell all these people and, you know, um, luckily like, you know, it's, it was great being in um, a community of believers and just being able to be affirmed constantly mm-hmm. in that. And, um, and also just getting over the, um, the secrecy of it all. Like, you know, our struggles, the enemy thrives on the secrecy, you know, the more it's just kept to yourself, he's kind of able to nitpick at it and continue to prod you Mm -hmm. in those areas. Whereas once for me, at least once I kind of let that cat out of the bag, it was like, all right, you know, the enemy can't hold that over my head quite as much anymore Mm -hmm. because other people know, and it's brought to the light and, um, and God's able to, to shine more light on it than, than the enemy can, you know, keep it in darkness. So that was by far the biggest, uh, you know, or the most courageous thing Mm -hmm. I feel like I could have, I've done in my life so far. Well, and really make a big change in your life too. The thing about having a life group and having that small group of believers is that is uh, truly, I mean, this is such a buzzword, but it's truly a safe space. And a safe space that's founded upon God's truth and wisdom. And so to be able to have that and accountability and encouragement, I mean, is really a, um opportunity for God to really cultivate that freedom. And so I um, know, you know, there has been times in my life where the best way to describe it is I'm holding on a bad secret. Um, and you know, for those that are listening or not sure there, there are, um, I, I would say good secrets and bad secrets by all means. And so we're definitely referring to a bad secret. So please know, you know, or a hurtful or harmful secret for anybody listening, but it gets to that point where you're almost a little, like what, what I could describe was a little sin sick. Yeah. And so that I was really personally out of the boundaries of what God had for me in my life. And it was literally just kind of making me lethargic almost, or I I had felt bad, and I was just kind of to that point where I was like, uh, really convicted, same thing by the Holy Spirit, that like, hey, I need to tell somebody because I need some accountability in my life, Mm -hmm. and I need some community, Um, and so please know for, you know, those girls listening, hey, we are talking about, when we talk about really safe space, we're talking about confiding in another Christian. We're not talking about confiding yeah. on social media, confiding to, you know, people you don't know, people um, that you don't have a relationship. These are, um, you know, even though Casey said, hey, these were a group of strangers, they were a selected, you know, group yeah. of people for this um, small group and everything for this life group. So please know, we, by all means, want you to guard your heart. But for those secrets, when you start bringing that out of darkness and into God's light, mm-hmm. there is so much room for healing and freedom yeah. and I mean just really a miracle in that and so that's so exciting because that is courageous girl I mean when we talk <laughs> about courage to be able to say something out loud and especially 
be able to call out really a burden, you know, on our mm -hmm. hearts and stuff, um, to be able to say, hey, I'm raising my hand and this is it, you know, and I, yeah. and here I am, um, to bring out this honesty and stuff. And so I, I would say that is one of my, um, favorite examples of courage because it, it really takes a ton. Yeah, it was, yeah, and it was very early on in, um, in my faith. Like I, I had probably, I had started going to daybreak right when I moved down, to San Diego, but, and I was raised Catholic, mm -hmm. um, but I never really understood what my faith, like how it was supposed to lead my life uh -huh. and what, um, what it really meant. So yeah, like three years ago, um, when, you know, we went through that study and everything, mm -hmm. uh, it was very early on in, in my journey, in my walk with the Lord. And, and it really was like, all right, I'm just going to let this out and, you know, like, there's no place I can't go down from here, essentially, yeah. you know, yeah, like absolutely. you might as well give it a try and see, see what can come from this. And, you know, of course God is going to be so gracious in that and in our, the ways that we step out in faith. And, you know, even when we're slightly doubting, like I have no idea what this is going to mm -hmm. hold, but I'm just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like He's going to honor that just so faithfully. Mm -hmm. I, I do love that. And God is so faithful with even the tenderest parts mm -hmm. of our hearts. And so here's my question. So after that happened, can you just walk us through like kind of what can, came out of it? What um, really was like after you said, hey, here's what I'm dealing with. Here's what I'm struggling with. You know, kind of what next in the next little bit of this journey and, and where it's brought you today? Yeah, so right after I kind of shared with our whole group and everything, I um, I started, I had already been seeing a therapist, but I started kind of going a little bit more frequently, and then I also joined the women's Bible study again, so just trying to get more in the Word, like as much as possible, and mm -hmm. continuing to be around a community of believers, and like have that constant fellowship, and um, the Bible study that I was, or that I'm still in is a co-ed Bible study, which is great. It's nice to have a mix of like yeah, yeah. guys perspective, girls perspective, but it was also nice to go into a women's Bible study where, you know, a lot of these women might be struggling with something yeah. similar to a greater or lesser degree. And, um, and just being able to have a fellowship among women I, I work in a male dominated industry mm -hmm. so I'm around guys all day yeah. like most of my friends are guys so it's just it was nice to I don't know be in a community of um female believers and mm. um I would also say that um the leader of our small group Laura Berg she has become like my I don't know I have great parents, but Laura and Len, her husband, have become kind of like my... Your SoCal parents. Like, they're like, yeah, they're my SoCal parents. They're my church parents. Like, she's been able to, been able to kind of um, guide me through this journey with the Lord and really um, been vulnerable in her own, you know, her mm -hmm. own struggles and whatnot yeah. to, like, you know, help me see, like, okay, you're not alone and in in struggling in life mm -hmm. like we all have our own thing um and then give me like certain tangible ways to kind of work through it with the mm -hmm. lord and um 
So I think the first step for me was definitely surrounding myself with more believers and just getting more plugged in at church. Um, and I started going to a couple of more, um, like different therapy appointments. One was I started seeing a nutritionist for, I don't know, I probably saw her for maybe six months. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I saw a therapist that was more eating disorder targeted, I guess, um, which was super helpful just to be able to work through some things that, um, you know, it, it, it all, especially since I'd been struggling with it for so long, a lot of, it took a while to figure out the root cause of everything. Uh-huh. Um, but kind of unpacking all of that. And even though the therapists that I saw were not Christian therapists, I would probably suggest finding a Christian therapist. Um, but having such a good community of believers around me, yeah. I was able to take the input that they gave me and kind of put it under the scope of my yeah. faith, um, which was super helpful. Um, but at the same time, I think, um, I had been encouraged a lot to find a Christian therapist, but the therapist that I had, like, I had such a good connection with her. And sometimes it, you, it is hard to find someone that you just feel so comfortable being as vulnerable as mm-hmm. you need to be in that setting. Um, so I know it's kind of a, um, I don't know, a little give and take there, but mm-hmm. again, being around such a good community of believers really was, um, helped balance it all out, I think. Um, and learning to give myself a little bit, uh, more of a break, you know, you, I think being an athlete for so many years of my life and wanting to be an athlete at at a a higher level than Mm -hmm. I even was, um, I, there's this level of perfectionism that just almost innately goes with that where, you know, you're worried about playing time or, you know, just having setting a certain precedent on the field or whatever it is and um, being able to let that guard down and be like, well, you know, we're all human. Like, we're not meant to obviously be perfect, as cliche as that is, but Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's giving yourself that grace, that grace that God gives you that, you know, you don't even deserve, but just trying to ultimately give that to myself like all right Mm -hmm. just give yourself a pass which this year has like end of last year into this year has been huge for that like I was always the type where like I have to go for a run I have to go to the gym I have you know I have have all these have tos Mm -hmm. um and sometimes I'm tired and I've gotten which I'm so appreciative of so okay with just being like it's no not today today's not the day for the run today's not the day for whatever and today is the day for ice cream you know (laughs) sometimes you just got like being able to be comfortable in that is Mm -hmm. just the hugest step um and yeah living in that kind of giving yourself grace Mm -hmm. a little bit I just love that so Girls that are tuning in right now, we were just talking about, um, you know, courageous moments of bringing some of our, um, just our burdens or our secrets. We're talking about, you know, the hard secrets that we're carrying around or shameful or, you know, struggles, whatever that is. But bringing that to a, um, you know, safe community of believers and bringing that, you know, that darkness out into the light um, under the Lord's scope. And so being able to take that, fill in with a great community of believers along with some professional help 
and really great mentors and giving us giving ourselves permission to give ourselves grace and to not have to be perfect or be on all the time or perform all the time but finding that spot where if God can give us grace for you know a multiple a multitude of sin and hurt and shame than for us to be able to say, you know, we could give ourselves a little bit of grace too. If the creator of the world can give us some grace, then we should be able to give ourselves some grace too. So that is, those to me are tenets of courageous moments in our lives. And I know everybody's got something, right? I mean, everybody has something. And so being able to seek that community and I and that accountability and just that honesty I just love that so thank you so much for sharing with us that was yeah um that's really special so my next question for you is what's one way that we can spread kindness I think that this one is just humbling ourselves like and understanding that you know like you just said everyone has something Mm -hmm. and whether they have something more days out of the week than not or whether it's just (laughs) one day where they have something that one day and they're Uh just like can't deal with the world and the more humble we are the easier it is to to see people in in their in their need and sometimes they just that's all they they just need a smile or Mm -hmm. uh, for you to say hi and that is the simplest form of kindness so when you think of a courageous and kind woman what does she look like who is she what what do you think it's hard because I think it's so many different things. I kind of am like running through the women, at least that I encounter at church on a you know on a regular basis, and um, and it's it's kind of all different forms. I mean, there's some women that's like speak out naturally and they they lead from the stage and they do a phenomenal job and they just kind of have the fire of the Holy Spirit in them mm-hmm. and they say the right thing at the right time. And then sometimes there's the quiet, you know, more personal one-on-one where they just have that, they're just interested in you, mm-hmm. you know, just on a very simple level. And I don't know, that one's, that one's really tough for me. And it's I supposed like to be it, tough. It, it encompasses so much. Um, I was listening to a clip the other day and the woman in it said, when you go into a room, don't feel like you have to be interesting. You just have to be interested. And I feel like a lot of courageous and kind women are that. They're just plain mm-hmm. interested in in the moment, in the present, in whoever mm-hmm. they're talking to, whether it's a group or one person. And I don't know, I feel like that phrase itself is kind of, I don't know, just shines a little bit of light on something that I probably wouldn't have noticed before. I love that as courageous and kind women, we simply have to be present. I mean, present to the people in front of us. And so Mm -hmm. that is, yeah, that is so true. I love that. Yeah, courageous and kind woman looks present and interested. And those two things right there can go far. Yeah. um, And can just make a huge difference. Yeah, because whoever it is that you're interacting with feels seen and Mm -hmm. heard and a lot of times that's that's really just what everybody wants Mm -hmm. is is to feel you know fully known and fully loved right so having that kind of um, attention to someone is you know even in the moment is just you know is all they need sometimes yeah I think so too Ooh, that is so good so if you could go back to your teenage self or your very very young 20 something year old self what (laughs) 
advice would you give her? Hmm. I would say uh, to, I mean, now that I am walking in my faith, mm -hmm. I would say keep my eyes simply on the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I know for me, as a teen, I, you know, wanted to be in this group of friends and have, you know, be on this team and have whatever level of success. Um, but the more that I'm walking in my faith, the more that I'm really trying to look heavenward is where I think the real joy comes from, that mm -hmm. we kind of just seek naturally so I would say just you know keep your eyes keep your eyes on the Lord as a teenager to know that it would save you so much heartache and disappointment oh my gosh yeah <laughs> I probably wouldn't have got it as yeah. a teenager I would have been like yeah 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 okay uh -huh. uh, I don't really know what that means but I'll keep that in mind but, but to yeah, really grasp yeah but to really grasp that and I think for those that are listening that are that are like well yeah, what does that mean? You know, I think when we say put your eyes on the Lord, what we're talking about is a couple things. Build a relationship with God. God wants to speak to you. He wants to hear your prayers. He knows the desires and the things of your heart and, and cares about what's going on in your life. And so our first and easy step is open your Bible and yeah. read your Bible. I mean, find a devotion, find a couple verses, you know, start your day with, with a verse or two and and get to know what God what God says about you in the Bible and then to open up that dialogue of prayer and so so many people say like I don't know what to pray or I don't know how to pray and I think the simple answer is to say dear Lord and then just share your heart mm -hmm. because God cares about the little stuff and the big stuff and whether it's finding your keys or getting to a meeting or you know, just making it through the day, you know, or maybe it's a diagnosis or whatever. God cares about all of that stuff. And so yeah. to be able to tell your teenage self, girl, find out what the Bible says, you know, pray yeah. to God, and that will give you perspective, then, shoot, I would have um, definitely skipped out on a couple self-induced heartaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it takes the eyes, your, your focus off of you, uh -huh. right? So you're not so worried about and wrapped up about what's going on in your own life all the time. Yeah, uh -huh. you still care about, like, where you're headed and, yeah. you know, you want to do good things in your life, but it doesn't have that same pressure of, like, I have to live up to something because yeah. then once you come to know God, you're like, all right, I just need to love you with all my heart, and we're good. Like, yeah, absolutely. And then you it becomes take it easy to follow uh -huh. is, you know, the things that he says yes to and the things that he says no to you uh -huh. come to understand that it's for our benefit one of the biggest life lessons that I have learned was I got to the point where I trusted God and that when he said no to something I thought was really good it wasn't because maybe it wasn't bad or maybe it was bad but it was because he had something better and yeah. so I think when you get to a point where you're like Dang it, Lord, I wish you wouldn't have said no to this really good thing. Well, turns out it's because he has something better. And so to be able to get to that point where you're like, dang it, Lord, I really wish you wouldn't have said no to that. But I trust your timing. Yeah. I trust you are who you say you are. I trust what you say about me 
you know, what mm-hmm. he says about me. And then I trust that you have my best. Once I realized that in my life, that I'm like, oh, God's not saying no because he didn't want me to have something. It just is that he has something better for whatever my good is. And so, yeah, that was a big thing. And then our last question is, what's your favorite Bible verse? First Thessalonians 2.8. And this is the NASB version. Mm-hmm. And it says, having so fond an affection for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become very dear to us. And I feel like this past year, I've really just grown in community with the church that I'm at with Daybreak. And there's certain families that I've spent a ton of time with and really gotten to know them and their kids and friends, you know, around my own age as well, just gotten to know on a deeper level. And I really love that verse and just that it's saying like, yes, we want to share the gospel with you. That's, you know, the ultimate goal, but like to really truly share ourselves is also a great way to, to share the gospel Mm -hmm. with people, whether they're believers or unbelievers. And, um, I don't know. I really just, uh, I just think that verse is very sweet. Uh I love it, too, in the fact that not only did they share the gospel, but they shared in community. Like, we Mm -hmm. also got to know you. You know, we got to learn who you are. And, again, going back to we want to be known Mm -hmm. um, and we want to know. And so I feel like that is such a gift and the blessing of friendship. And that yeah. type of friendship is really special. So I love that. And you said that was first that's Thessalonians two eighteen? Two eight. Oh two eight. Okay, two eight. Yeah, definitely. I, lo- I like that a lot. So thanks so much for sharing that. Girl, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being on Courageous and Kind. As I wrap up, um, I wanna pray for you and um and then we'll sign off. So let me do that. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for Casey. Lord, I thank you for all of the work that you've done in her heart, in her life. Lord, I thank you that when I think of Casey, I do the words rad and cool and fun and loving all come to mind, Lord. And those are all characteristics of you. That you are a rad God. That you are the breath of life. That you are the creator and giver of all good things, Lord. And I thank you so much that your life shines in Casey. I thank you for the work that you're doing in our heart and the blessing that she is to those around her that not only in her struggles and in her in the truth that you've placed in her heart, Lord, um, and her successes that she not only gets to share the gospel, but she gets to share in that community of believers. And we thank you for that. We love you. Uh, in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed Casey's interview just as much as I did. As I think about her Bible verse, Philippians 3, 13 and 14, I want us to really think about how we can press forward towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called us to. And here at the Courageous and Kind Project, our mission is to advance the gospel, that we want women to be encouraged. We want them to overcome their fears and their failures. We want them to embrace who God has made them to be. And so would you consider partnering with Courageous and Kind? Would you nominate a woman who has a story that is living out her God-given purpose? Would you share your own story? And so help us win the prize that God has called us forward and heavenward. And we need 
your involvement. We need your encouragement. We need to hear from you. And so check us out at courageousandkind.org and tune in to hear again. Thanks again for listening to the Courageous and Kind podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share or know someone who does, please visit courageousandkind.org. Be sure to check out the Courageous and Kind stories tab. Take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and like us on Instagram and Facebook at the Courageous and Kind Project. Thank you.